it's my lifestyle, it's my lifestyle. <laughs> welcome, welcome to the Grounds Crew, a podcast covering all things baseball. We're brought to you by Baseball Lifestyle. Yes, I, I didn't get that one right because I, I put in like three guesses that all fit the word, but it was a null. Like that's right. not a word that I'm thinking of. I got on the third tr- – I got on the second try, I got KNO, uh. and then I just started trying like, – I put. I think I put KNOL as the fourth one, and then a different letter at the end, and it was two L's, and I was like, what the f- what fucking – what is this word? Uh, What's your guys' go-to starter word? Do you have a go-to starter word? Point. Um, just something with an E and an A in it, and like a, and a common uh, consonant, like a T or an R or something like that. What's yours, Bill? I, I haven't played since we played that day. <laughs> I brought it to everybody's attention, got you guys hooked, and then completely cut bait oh, and ran. I gotta have, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make that for Josh. I saw, like, the Mets posted, like, they made their own mm-hmm. with, like, something that, that yeah. like, Mr. Matt at the bottom yeah. or some shit would do that for BL. I've been doing a hockey one every day with a uh, the normal Wordle as I drink my coffee in the morning. I'm 100% on the hockey one, of course. <laughs> so I'm thinking, like, steel, steak, spear. Yeah, those all work. You know? Do you know what doesn't work? Crack. The baseball writers of America. Crack cocaine. Well, whenever we're recording, just let us know so we can... We're already recording. What? <laughs> what? Mint. What are the chances? I was, like, searching for something. What's going on, everybody? <laughs> Welcome to the Grounds Crew. My name is Bill Rom. Here's my co-host. I'm Josh Gerson. How are we? And let's get right into it. Uh... The baseball writers of America are the biggest joke in America. Uh, America. I saw my favorite stat. So to, to bring everybody up, David Ortiz made it in. Known steroid user David Ortiz made it in. Uh, and Alex Rodriguez did not. Barry Bonds did not. And Roger Clemens did not. All also known steroid users. But then I saw an amazing stat about Barry, because Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens now can't get in through that vote. They have to go through other committees and other mm-hmm. things. I th- And I saw the greatest stat that I could have seen. If you were to make every single one of Barry Bonds' home runs and out, he would still have a better career OPS than David Ortiz. This is a joke. This is a travesty. Anybody who didn't vote for them, give up the vote. <clears throat> if you left your whole thing blank or you only voted for one person and it was somebody who doesn't deserve to be in the hall, you lose your vote. I don't know why MLB allows this to be the situation. You go to the NFL, there's like a committee, there's like this whole thing. We go through all this stuff. We get, And you know who gets to get to the hall? The right people. It is very rare that you look at the NFL Hall of Fame and you go, you know, they really like that guy doesn't deserve it, was never an elite player. But also, we've talked about it many times on the show. You got guys like Kurt Warner and and, uh, Terrell Davis in. Both of those guys had short careers. Terrell Davis, I think, only played seven years in the league. He was a Pro Bowler four times. But he has some of the greatest performances ever, won multiple Super Bowls, was an elite player, and his body broke down on him and took him out of the game. Still a Hall of Famer. Deserves it. People should remember who the hell he is. They get it right. Baseball never gets it right. Yeah, 
it's uh i was hoping this would be some type of celebratory podcast when when like it was time for the votes to come out i i watched it and seeing like the percentages too like it was it wasn't even like really close like bonds got 66 percent you know like and, and we were looking at it before i think it was last episode or two episodes ago we were looking at the the public ballots and bonds had 78 percent or 79 percent of the public ballots up to that point so i was i was hopeful um and i and i i I was listening to some reporters discuss it who said they did vote for um ortiz and bonds and one of the one of the things that stuck out to me i think we've like discussed it before and and it's a very real thing is these guys rely on being relevant to feel like they're getting their job done, feel like, feel like they're important in the sport that they report on, um, whether it be on Twitter or whatever news platform they work for. Their opinion being like important to people and causing conversation is what um, is what their job is all about to a certain extent, other than reporting news. Um, and I think when, for the reporters that have this power to be able to vote, Yes, I'm sure they enjoy it and it's cool for them, but I feel like a lot of these guys are getting really like they're 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 caring about it too much because it it was very clear that the popular opinion of the baseball world, other than the writers, it seems like, is that no one cared about the steroid thing. It is what it is. Vote them in. They are, they did stuff that was amazing regardless of steroids or not. But it seemed like the writers were more oh no, we're actually the ones that make the decision and we'll, in our opinion and how we actually feel, we'll, we'll be the filter here. You're the popular vote. But they but they didn't vote, they didn't keep out known steroid user David Ortiz. That, so that's what's so, it's, it was a very real like, yo, he did steroids. It uh, Bonds is suspected, whatever. Clemens fought it. And obviously like Sosa, I guess, was known, but kind of, Sosa to me doesn't matter. I, yeah, I've I this repeated for sure. I don't think he was a. I but don't think he's a Hall of Famer in the conversation just because he had 600 home runs. Like. But but I don't think again. That's a, I think it's a dumb stat. Uh, Kurt Schilling, I don't think he's a Hall of Famer, and I, he's off the ballot. And I, I yeah, I've said this repeatedly. I'm kind of whatever. He's a Hall of very good. Like I just yep. I don't look at it just because he played for forever doesn't mean that the guy deserves to be in. He's a really really good player. He's his his sock is in the Hall of Fame. Right, like people will see his name and see things about him forever for as long as it is because it's part of the fabric of what the game is. But when I look at Kurt Schilling, he's not a Hall of Famer. He's not a Hall of Fame pitcher. That's just not who he never was the best. He wasn't the best pitcher on his own team for a while, right? Like he he was always either behind Randy Johnson. He was behind Pedro. Like there's not a situation where I can look at him and be like, you were the guy, really, really. Mm-hmm. Like you never were the guy, really, really. So that, like that dude's out. And Barry and, and Roger get 66% roughly both, which already means that the majority of the baseball writers did did want them to be in. Mm-hmm. The people who didn't vote for him but instead were the, – the 13 14% of people, I guess it ends up being the 12%. The 12% of people who did vote for David and didn't vote for, vote for Barry. I got to hear the reasoning. Like, I got to hear it. We know, we know for a fact that David Ortiz failed a, a test for steroids, mm-hmm. but it was a, a player opt-in. You can do it, but you don't have to worry about it. It leaked. 
He definitely did it. Definitely, definitely. There's no if ends or buts about it. Barry, if you want to say that you believe the exact same thing, Barry did it and did it so much better that we just said the stat before. You could take away every single one of his home runs from his career and his OPS would be higher than David Ortiz. The fact that he's every one of his best things he could have done, the highest value hit you can have could become the lowest value hit you could have. And he stills a better player than David Ortiz. I don't understand what we're doing here. Yeah. And I, unfortunately this is a real thing that I think is kind of getting overlooked. People like David Ortiz more in, in just the entirety of the media. Barry Bonds was not a well-liked person. He didn't treat the media well. I mean, obviously, I wasn't media. But, but now you're like, it. you're but, being but a son of a bitch because sure. of the fact but, that he didn't like you. Absolutely. But that that is the problem we're dealing with with these writers in particular. And I, th- I think it has a lot to I don't know how many writers played baseball at a high level, but i got to be honest with you, I don't think it's a ton of them. And I think that has something to do with it because it seems like people who, either, like current players, former players, they appreciate the fact that, yes, PEDs, not a great look, but also for the things that these guys that we're talking about have done, it's still Hall of Fame worthy. But these are the guys, like the guys who are voting, and you could anybody can take this however they want to take this. The guys who are voting are guys who were fans of the game and weren't good enough to get to a level and feel a way about it. And they were great at the written word, and they loved the game just as much as the player. Mm-hmm. But they were able to, they weren't able to play, but they were able to write. So they feel like, okay, it's part of my responsibility as much as it was yours to make the game great through what I say and what I do and everything else. Okay, cool. So to every one of the writers who are out there in the world who are listening to this, if you happen to get sent this, do you use autocorrect? Gerson, do you use anything that tells you if you misspelled a word in an article? Constantly. Okay, Dennis, do you use anything that tells you, oh, did I misspell this word and change it? No, because I'm a perfect person and I never mess up. Exactly. Just like Babe Ruth and all those guys. So any writer who doesn't write on a typewriter, and that's where you're printing your final thing, you're cheating. You're using a performance enhancer to get the benefit. Any writer who does not go... And scour through the microphage. You guys haven't heard that word in forever. Mm-mm. Doesn't scour through microphage. You don't know what that is. Look it up. If you don't scour through that to That's find word of the day. to find all of the information that happened in other newspapers worldwide to cultivate the information, and instead you use the internet and you googled it, you are cheating the game. Let's go back to when writing was great and it was pure and it was better these bullshit ass writers are out here using microsoft word are using google drive are googling things and tweeting how dare you take away the integrity of what fucking writing is supposed to be (laughs) you son of a bitch how dumb do i sound that's how you sound every time you try to say the purest of the game and every 
Yo, but so here, so update here, yourself. Hold on. Man. So so here's a here's an interesting. Get yourself away. Interesting. If we're gonna use this analogy, right? The the game has changed. People don't write. People don't use typewriters anymore. They use a computer. In 1996, the game changed into a way where it was more commonplace for people to use steroids. And a lot of people who you think didn't use steroids used steroids, and it was part of the game. And most people were like, "All right, whatever. It is what it <clears> is right now." You want to go even better? Go for it. There are a bunch of writers who are listening to this or who, who we talk about yeah. who use a software called Jarvis AI. Do you know what Jarvis AI is? I'm vaguely familiar. Tell the, tell, tell the people roughly what you think it is. I'm not going to get Artificial intelligence yeah. software that can take some of your words and finish your paragraph for you. So you can insert some of the things, and then it takes your historical data. It takes what it thinks is a good article that will get SEO and will get picked up and will hit all the keywords, and you can write an article, and it will finish it for you. So you end up having to do 25% of the work to get 100% of the result. In a world where guys have to churn out content all the damn time, Mm -hmm. guys are using auto-posting things, all this other stuff, to enhance their performance. And to enhance what they can do in their profession. But we look at your performance enhancers and we say everything is fine. Well, no. Well, did you win a Pulitzer Prize? If you win an award as a writer and you didn't type it on a typewriter or write it by hand, you can't use a normal pen. We have to go back to an inkwell. I need you to get a feather and I need you to put ink in it. And that's what you write with, guys. Because that's what the classics were written with. Like, how insane do we have to get mm-hmm. with other things for everybody to get themselves out of there? Was what you produced legendary, regardless of all the other stuff? If yes, you can win whatever the hell you want to win. Barry Bonds is so much better than David Ortiz, no matter what. They both they both used steroids. They both did. And he was so far and away better that it's not even a conversation. But it's because you like him, and, and his he's got a, a cute nickname, and he, he's jovial, and he laughs on screen, and he dances for you where you want him to dance. And Barry Bonds is like, nah, yo, I'm great. I'm a fucking legend, and I don't need you to tell me. Roger Clemens comes out. I'm a fucking legend. I don't need y'all. I did this because I wanted to make generational wealth for my family, change the effing game. You know what? I did that. Sit on it. Rotate. Yeah. Writers, get over yourselves. This is a joke. You're part of the problem. You are not part of the solution. The writers here who are talking about all these things and all this, get out of the game. You know, I, I saw something too. Uh, the The majority of people who were like the newer voters that got an ability to vote within the last like three years or so, they're all voting bonds in. Yep. And I think a lot of the people who are, you know, against that, the the people who the the reporters who've been around for some time, were like, we need to make sure this doesn't happen while we still have the ability to to mess with it. And that's my thing. You're yeah. you're you're you, you feel like you're blocking things. This is the same problem that we get into in freaking politics in this country. Is instead of doing the right thing, we do the thing that we feel like we can stop. So we send a message. And you might not believe all of the things that you're doing, but because it's part of a narrative that you're participating in, Mm -hmm. you have to be this character of yourself. 
And, and we, we always set it up. Other people come up with a phrase or a topic. The opposing side comes up with a, a cute thing that's the opposition to it. Yep. Right? Like, and, and, and it's not because you don't think the other side has valid. It's just that, you know, you think your side's valid too. But, yo, it's not about you. This is the same situation. Right? This is the same situation. You're interjecting yourself into a game that you don't belong in. Do the job. Is they, Are they the greatest player ever? Yeah, but, you know, they also, they did this thing. Okay, take out everybody in the Hall of Fame who cheated. If you did a spitball, you cheated. If you put Vaseline on a ball, you cheated. If you scuffed up a ball before you threw it, you cheated. If you used greenies at any point in time to get yourself up between a day game, night game, which is an amphetamine, which is now banned, and you were using it through the 80s and 90s, and nobody talks about that. They were mm-hmm. all cheating. Oh, yeah. So anybody who you voted in, Derek Jeter, you think Derek Jeter didn't take a greenie in 1996 to get up for a game? Yes, he did. Cheater. Take him out of the Hall of Fame. Mariano Vera, cheater. Get him out of the game. I saw uh, Your favorite player's favorite player. Cheated. Get him out of the game. But no, you, we're, you're now taking your morality and you're stamping it mm-hmm. on top of it and deciding what's okay and what's not. So that's the thing, and I... And I saw a lot of conversation about that as well. If we're if we're gonna look at it from an ethical perspective, and hey, mm. you cheated, like that's no good. Obviously, there's been a lot of people in the time of baseball has been surrounded by cheating since the beginning. But there's also been so many other moral dilemmas with drugs, with you know whatever, like yep. domestic violence that of people who've got into the Hall of Fame. Yep. So what are like what how, how flexible is this ethics? meter <laughs> oh it's it's super flexible but the, the the sport that does it the worst to me is baseball mm-hmm. because they they're, they're, they make up this this thing and you know what it might be it might be because baseball is so white that like the privilege is just dripping everywhere and we just have no idea what's going on so I we're thought just that, gonna, was, that was cr- only four dominicans in the hall of fame so so insane see, see where we're going so, yeah <laughs> so maybe i'm on i'm on to the thing right so so we're, we're we have the racist hall of fame i mean we have the, the major league baseball hall of fame and what we're doing with that is you look at like football. So is is is, is doing cocaine a performance enhancer or a performance diminisher? Enhancer. enhancer We'd all yeah. say probably enhancer. Yeah. That's an upper. It's not a downer. It's yeah. bringing you up. It's making you more of something, right? <laughs> sure. we're, we're getting energy. Yeah. Dudes do this so that they can get up. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. So Daryl Strawberry, Dwight Gooden, right? Yeah. They were doing it. They were having great seasons. Everything was great. Now. Overuse of things creates the downside. It creates a bad. Mm-hmm. But who else was a famous New York athlete who was, who was doing cocaine on a regular basis? Lawrence Taylor. Lawrence Taylor. Everybody talks about Lawrence Taylor as the greatest DN, greatest pass rusher, changed the game, revolutionized everything. Dude, drug problems out the door, upside down, sideways. My man was snorting coke. He was high during a game. His eyes were about to pop out of his skull. So was all the energy he had and the insanity, the fact that he didn't feel pain, all this other stuff, was that drug-induced ability? Probably. NFL's like, yo, you were great. We're not. We're going to get this out of our way. Mm-hmm. You know what hasn't had a problem? The NFL hasn't gone out and said, yo, we had a steroid problem. Right? Because regardless if guys were or were not, and there were guys in the league, they tested for it for forever, mm-hmm. and they made it illegal for a long time. And they didn't allow it to be a problem. Baseball allowed this because they wanted it. And now the writers are like, but you cheated. But the it was the league that wanted this. And now we're going to put on this fake morality clause and delete these people. Mm-hmm. But you don't get to pick and choose. 
Nobody who played baseball from 1985 to 2010 is allowed to be in the Hall of Fame. Because you cheated. Oh, that's Billy. That's that's crazy. You're nuts, man. How are you going to do that? That's nuts. Guys, you don't know. You don't know. You know a couple pieces of paper and guys you didn't like and you want to stick it to them. It's a freaking joke and it's a travesty for the sport again today. How many times are you going to have a sport ruin itself with its culture before it's dead? And you're killing the game. They're, they're, they've definitely been uh, layering on this offseason. Um, Can I throw something in real quick? Always, Always Dennis. Dennis. So imagine you're taking your kids to the Baseball Hall of Fame in the future, and your son or daughter goes up to you and says, oh, where's the guy that led the league in home runs in his career? He's not there. Well, what about the guy that led the league in hits? He's not there. You're also talking about Alex Rodriguez, who – was arguably the best player in his generation, getting 135 votes. A guy like Scott Rollins getting 249. You look at their numbers. You look at their numbers, they're not even close. Like, it's ridiculous that it's a popularity contest to decide what is historic in this game rather than letting the numbers dictate. But now everybody loves A Rod. The media still doesn't. It's the public. No, he's in the media. Yeah. In baseball, in the media, yeah, it's it's been extremely public. He, he, you know, had a very public relationship. He's been involved. He didn't hide. He he kept himself out. But I I think a lot of people will, or not people, a lot of the writers will still say that like he did lie about it for some time before he came clean about it with the whole thing. He took suspensions, whatever. He 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 paid his dues, um, and now he's started working again on kind of getting it all back together. But I, I think it's important to note too is that. As much as the baseball writers and the Baseball Hall of Fame have the say on who's in the Hall of Fame, the the majority of baseball people understand that Barry Bonds is a Hall of Famer. Roger, Roger Clemens is a Hall of Famer. If the people who make these votes aren't going to decide, the, the people who the players care about more of the fans, they recognize that they're Hall of Famers. And I think that's more what they care <clears throat> about to, to a certain extent. That's why Clemens put out that message. Yeah. So, so my, my – I don't remember where I came from, and, and I don't have the exact quote. But the rough idea is you you don't want to wait to give your flowers to the person that you idolize. Because if you wait, you're going to give them flowers at their funeral. And they're not going to know what they meant to you, and they're not going to know what they meant to others. And... We're, we're, we're doing this. We're seeing this now with the Pete Rose situation. Pete Rose is going to go to his grave with hor- horrific gre- regrets for how things were. But now you're seeing gambling be pushed at every level across everything. And we've made this guy a martyr for something. And if he dies, if he, if he sadly passes away and then posthumously is put in, it, it's not good enough, guys. It's not good enough because he'll never know. He'll have gone, he'll have passed away, and he'll have left this world with only regret and sadness for that. And you guys control that. And if you don't know that, if you don't feel that, if you don't understand that, then you're not a human. And 
this is where you have to take a step back and stop thinking that you're more than you are. The game deserves to have Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens be Hall of Famers. Are there guys who cheated to go from being okay players to really good borderline Hall of Fame players? Sure, but we know who they are. Sammy Sosa. And those guys are not going to be Hall of Famers. But we're talking about guys who were better than everybody else. And if you take what people think that 70% or more of MLB was doing some type of illegal thing to play during the 90s, 70%, your favorite player probably did. And we are not going to be able to not vote them in. You look at the nineteen late 1980s, you look at Mark McGuire and... and, and uh, uh, Sosa. No, what's his name? Canseco. Canseco. On the athletics, jacked as heck. Mm-hmm. Like, well, Canseco's ba- the one that really bash, was out there like, yo, guys, brothers. it's all all these guys. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's not just a couple people. And, and and that's the thing. And Canseco was right. And he was he was ostracized and he was everything else. But, like, guys, he, he, he played it to you straight, but now you're closing your eyes when you want to. You're watching the scenes you want to and saying that you, you, you watched the horror story. And you came out the other side. You didn't. You're 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 picking and choosing. And we just had a player who cheated, who was a okay player, who who then became a very good player, and probably got somewhere to there with the assistance of something else, who is a shadow of Barry Bonds, and we vo- and he was voted in. And that's the the egregiousness of this thing is that Ortiz is in and Barry Bonds is not. And in any world where you can make up a story where that's the thing that you did, it's a joke. You, you've, you've watched it. And, man, it makes me sad. It makes me so sad for the game because we're, we're, we're ruining it. And people want to know, oh, well, it's not the game. It's not the Yeah, you're right. It's the culture. It's the culture from the top down. It's the culture from the writers. It's the culture from everything else. And they can't get over themselves. MLB has this old-school writer thing that none of the other sports have, mm-hmm. right? Holding themselves on a pedestal and saying it's our job to keep the the America's game to this like level of high high standards, I guess. But it's but it's not. It's the most flexible. Like it's really completely on their opinion. And it's completely subjective opinion yeah. on what the morality of what's the right way that the game should be. Everything. And there's no clear marker for it. So the only marker that we can use is, were you better than everybody else during your time? Was there a moment in time where you were the best? If yes, Hall of Fame. And that, that's where I think the criteria for MLB is shot. Because if you tell me that you have a guy who won the MVP award you know, once in his career and was an all-star multiple times and played 10 years in the league, that guy's a Hall of Famer. Oh, that dilutes the Hall of Fame then, blah, blah. Guys, you have people that are diluted. They're, they're these these jobbers who just kind of played 20 years in, in the league and accumulated enough stats that they got in. But they were never elite. They weren't the best player. And, and we, we, we annex out guys who had short careers. Like, I don't think that David Wright's a Hall of Famer, but, but David Wright and, and, and Scott Rowland are, like, identical. One guy played longer. He, he was healthier. But outside of that, their peak seasons are, are super, super similar. David will get no votes because he only played like 11 years. Yeah. Guys, this well, is broken. It's also a question, too, for, I guess, modern players. Like, are you going to say, if, if Garrett Cole 
plays another 10 years, wins five Cy Youngs. That's just the most amazing run you've ever seen. Are you going to question his Hall of Fame status because he he cheated with the stick You better. Right? Because that, spider tack to me is worse than taking steroids. I think so, yeah. Because That's a it, direct effect on your performance. It makes something unnatural happen. You can say, oh, well, steroids make something unnatural happen. No, it doesn't. It makes something that naturally happens happen better, right? Mm-hmm. It, when you use spider tack and you drop RPMs, you get inhuman RPMs, right? You get the ball, an RPM, revolution per minute. You get the ball to spin harder than it should be able to out of a person's hand. Yep. And when you do that, it, you're now becoming more than human. When I can throw it harder because I can push it harder, right? It doesn't change the RPMs. It changes the speed it goes. That's different. Guys, mm-hmm. guys aren't striking out more because more guys are throwing 106. Guys are striking out more because their they're they're, they're 99-mile-an-hour fastball moves seven inches more than it should because they were putting a sticky thing on it. Mm-hmm. So their two-seamer was and, and running. That, and that slider they're bringing after the fact is moving 18 inches. <laughs> and, and, and we're going from one side of the – we're going from his ear to the opposite side out of the strike zone. Like, yep. guys, he they're throwing a wiffle ball yep. because they have spider tech. That is very, very different than, than Andy Pettit taking HGH so that he could recover faster between starts. Like – he wasn't blessed with higher HGH and better genetics like another dude. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean his skills weren't as good as those guys. I think the spider tack concept is actually extremely a- applicable into the same conversation as the steroid era. Yeah. Because it's for X amount of time we don't even know. I mean, forever, How long have these guys been using Forever? This? Well, like, back, back, yeah. it, back it down. Back it down. There's now been years now that guys have been having pine tar and stuff on sure. things. Sure. And it's been known that guys were using things. And, and ba- it was kind of just brushed under the rug for her, forever. And, and Bauer was talking about the fact that guys were using things, and then he used it. And then, Bauer, he pretty much admitted that, like, yo, I want a Cy Young because I was able to cheat. And, like, it was, okay, cool, fact, I'm going to cheat. But <laughs> So you have a Cy Young Award? like, And he came out and he said it, but, like, he, he was voted the Cy Young Award winner. Like, he, he got – you guys got, got by him. Yep. And it proves that you're not paying attention because you knew – you, you're telling me the writers, like old school writers, knew all the cheating that was going on, right? Mm-hmm. They were talking to the guys. Like you guys were seeing the Andro and all this stuff in guys' lockers. You were seeing the the things. Like nobody was surprised, but you 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 pick and choose, right? Everybody saw like Michael Jordan going out and gambling in illegal nightclubs and stuff, and and, and nobody talked about it because it was the old school. Like, hey, no, 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 you know, you you see this stuff, but you can't report it. You're, right. you're being allowed behind the scenes. You now know it exists, but you don't write about it. You don't talk about it. And that, that allows you in the inner circle. Yeah. Because you know my bad thing, I'll give you good things. I'll, I'll, I'll give you a quote. I'll give you some stuff. Right. And this was the unwritten agreement. And now they're mad because I can tweet it. And, like, if, I have fr- if I'm friends with 100 MLB guys, I could break all the dope-ass MLB news before they can. And I'm immediately more famous than them. And they hate that. Because they're like, oh, well, you should have to go through the New York Times and like that. Nah, guys, your world is broken. Get over it. Move on. Start doing it the way that everybody wants it to be. Don't write the way that 1961 wanted it to be written. Write for 2022. Write for people who are going to be the people who read your stuff in 2028. 
Just don't even write for people in 2022. Write for people in 2028. Are they going to still want to read your stuff? Or are they going to think you're a dinosaur that was behind the times? I'm angry today, Josh. Yeah, I know. I, I saw another interesting concept that I, I know we've talked about before. A, a certain player who retired recently and has a um, uh, a smear on his resume from cheating. Carlos Beltran. Yep. Okay. Numerically, I would say he's close to a Hall of Famer. Yes. Do you think when it's time for him to be voted on, his issue with the 2017 World Series is going to have an impact? Yes. But but why? There was no actual... Because it, if, if, if it's betting on the game was a problem, mm-hmm. right? Cheating on the game in a new way. Is a problem because we, we talk about it all the time baseball is a game of cheating, right? Yep. Everybody's cheating in some way, shape, or form, cheating to the max, and nobody cares unless you get caught. You get caught, you become the pariah. Mm-hmm. So like they they got caught. Um, I think it's gonna have an impact. I don't know how much of an impact. I think he should be a Hall of Famer uh, because if you look at his numbers across the board, he's a Hall of Famer. But uh, I think he's going to not be a first ballot, and he and, and I don't know if he'll be on in the first couple. But I mean, he's a first ballot Hall of Famer in terms of talent. And yeah. in terms of what his numbers were, right? We're talking about a guy with a 70 war. What was, uh, this is my line of demarcation now. This For is, this, Poppy? This is my line of demarcation. Poppy was a 55 war. Yeah, so this is a first ballot Hall of Famer, guys. He's way better than David Ortiz. Way better than David Ortiz. Yeah, I think it's. And, and David Ortiz is two years older than Beltron. Mm-hmm. Like, Beltron, Beltron's. Way better. Way and he was playing center field, guys, at a at a at a gold glove level. He's a nine time all star. He's the rookie of the year. He's got two silver sluggers. He won a World Series. He's got three gold gloves. He's got the highest stolen base percentage in the history of baseball. Like like Yeah, yeah Beltron's easily a Hall of Famer, but he won't get in right away because of the unwritten rules of the game. So I and and that's where I sit. That's uh, the, the perfect example of the MLB didn't really do anything to him, right? It was more to Cora and Hinch because he was still a player at the time, and they didn't actually hit any of the players with any kind of you know uh, discipline. Yeah. But I think this is like one of those moments where the rivals would be like, "Oh no, no, no. because hold, hold on a second, we'll we, we'll him. make sure." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is which is a joke because if the MLB is not punishing. Like or if the MLB already did it, you don't get that. That's not what your job is. Right. Your but job is to devote what as a player, how good were they? The best. Great. They're in. That's it. Don't overcomplicate your job. Do not overcomplicate your job. They're way overcomplicating their job. And they have been, and it's because the guys before them told them that they couldn't vote for people. Mm-hmm. So they they were like, No, like this is what you have to do. This is what my mentor told me. <clears throat> hate it. Hate it, hate it, hate it, hate it, hate it. Which uh, I'm going to deviate, and I'm going to move a little bit off the side of this. Uh, Ben Roethlisberger officially just retired. Yeah, I saw that tweet. Everybody just got that coming to their phones just now. Uh, Ben Roethlisberger is officially out. Hall of Famer? He is retiring. Uh, I think Ben is a Hall of Famer. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's got two. Of that uh, draft class, I'd say he's the quarterback that deserves it the most. Yes, and that draft class, he's the the low-key chirp that Dennis is putting out there is that's the same draft class as – Eli Manning, mm-hmm. um, and, and Eli Manning Rivers. also has two. So he's better than Eli, 
his career winning percentage is crushes Eli. I think he, Eli overall has a losing record, um, or he's he's 500 QB as a as a player in the league, which is very very rare for a Hall of Famer, um, which is why I don't think he's a Hall of Famer. Uh, he was never Eli was never the best in the league. There were years where uh, Ben was the best QB in the NFL. Uh, he was he was that guy a couple times. Uh, so I would say that Ben's a, a Hall of Famer, and I and I would almost, I I would say, the biggest thing now is Eli is going to be one year earlier, mm-hmm. and I don't know how you you definitely can't put Eli in first. You can't put Eli in first. What are they just? Because you're going to know that you're putting Ben in the year after. So you just wait and put them both at the same time. I don't know. I, I think that if I'm re- if I was being real about it, I think that there should be a little bit. I don't think he's a Hall of Famer. I think he's going to end up getting in for Eli, um, but I don't yeah, think, I think he's so a Hall too. of Famer. Uh, and when I when I look at it, I just don't know how you would put him in before uh, uh, Ben. What's the what's the dynamic of the football riders like? Like they like obviously Eli Manning's well liked guy. The Mannings in general. Well, so uh, again, and the, he obviously put up a lot of, of numbers. All of that, and I mean, he didn't really put up a lot of numbers. Well, his uh, numbers uh, across his full career, he un- obviously until has. Jameis beat it. He he had the most interceptions in a single season in NFL history. Sure, yeah, but he got um, two Super Bowls. I know he has a ton of passing yards. Like he like he was been like he's one of those guys that was just around a yeah, while. Yeah, he's got the accumulator stats right. for sure. Sh- for sure, but like. If if I if I really want to comp him out, Dennis, can you do me a favor? Do you have Eli Manning's numbers pulled up? Of course. Uh, can you can <laughs> you give me? Uh, and I knew he did. That's why I'm asking. Love our Canadian. Can you pull up what was his career passing yards? His career passing yards was fifty-seven thousand and twenty-three yards. So let's put this into perspective. He played a long time, and he was a he was a a, a good player. Where does that put him on the list? Uh, he's top ten, I believe. But when I, was his rookie year? How old was he as a rookie? He was twenty three as a rookie. So he was twenty three as a rookie. And here's my point that I would make: he played in an era where they passed a lot more, especially mm-hmm. towards the back end of his career. Mm-hmm. So the passing yardage numbers start to go. But Vinny Testaverde threw for forty six thousand two hundred thirty three yards. Is Vinny Testaverde a Hall of Famer? I don't think so. Now he was the first overall pick in the nineteen eighty seven draft. Vinny Testaverde was a starter for multiple teams. He was a starter for the New York Jets for years. His career record is under 500 by enough, by 30 games under 500, right? Um, he has 33 game winning drives, though. Guy played in the playoffs, everything else. What was Eli's uh, career uh, completion percentage? Career completion percentage was 60.3. 60.3, guys. 60.3. People were talking about Josh Allen year two mm-hmm. couldn't complete a pass, and he completed like 59.8. So if he couldn't complete a pass, this guy's whole career was Josh Allen's second year in the league. So how what's, many, what's how your many baseball inter- comp to, to Eli Manning? Though? My baseball comp to Eli Manning, Rafael Palmiro. <laughs> yeah, that's actually perfect. Okay, we get Dennis. Can we get numbers on? Some Palmiro? people think Rafael Palmiro is an easy Hall of Famer. He's got like a bunch of the numbers that you're like that guy's in. Mm-hmm. He won, and he was a good player, but he was never the best player at any given position, right? 
like he had more notoriety than he probably deserved. Mm-hmm. Like he yeah. played 20 seasons and he's a four-time All-Star, Rafael Palmero. It's the exact comp. Thank you for playing. Oh, so Eli Eli Manning's first name. Do you know what it is? Elijah. Yeah. Well, it's Elisha. Okay. I I just found that interesting. <laughs> I like to derail things. I know. Way to way to pivot that hard. Way to pivot that hard for no reason. Um. So yeah, Rafael Palmero is is the comp. Mm-hmm. Because it's just really like, yeah, you were a good player, but most of the things that you're super, super known for is that you played a long time and you accumulated a bunch of stats. Now, Eli Manning is the quarterback of a football team, so he gets the benefit of the doubt. But, like, is Eli a fun- is his Super Bowls a function of Eli being great or Eli being a part of some great teams? Now, yeah, he's a clutch player. I'll give you this. He, he does not get worse when it gets tough. Mm-hmm. But you look at his first Super Bowl run, I'm pretty sure that in the four games they played, he threw four touchdown passes, including the Super Bowl. Like, So you played four games and threw four touchdowns. That was a touchdown a game. Mm-hmm. Like, You weren't a difference maker. And then the catch on top of David Tyree's head, he threw into like triple coverage. It was a bad throw. Yeah, yeah. So, so to me, Ben's a hauler, but Eli is not. And Eli retired a year earlier, and the NFL is big on, you know, when do you guys get in? They'll get them in, but they also want them to get in in an order that's appropriate. So, like, gotcha. hey, like, do they also have five years? I don't even know. It's. I think it's unlimited. I think but they can go for forever. They once okay, you get, I actually yeah that's right. done to a certain point, you you become a part of a different vote. It's, okay, and you're like a like legacy. A, like you can be brought in as a legacy guy. So somebody was voted in recently for that, right? There's lots of guys who are yeah. voted in for okay. that. There's lots of people who kind of miss through that, and then you kind of go back and you look at it and you go, this person deserves it, mm-hmm. and it's an older generation, and it's like, you're a really good player, but for whatever reason, you never made it past the vote like because there was always a guy who was mm-hmm. around. And I think if guys don't get a certain amount of votes after like the time they get taken off, right? Um, but as long as somebody votes for them, I think that they stay on. Gotcha. Um, but, uh, yeah, man, I don't know distraught today but again it's it's interesting that we have another sports like a a legendary player Mm -hmm. retire today um and it's just such such a shame to know that the game is being manipulated by so many people Mm -hmm. and not for the better and like so so like you uh, you agree 100 percent. ben roethlisberger is a hall of famer right 100 percent. okay what if a, a writer turned around to you and said well what about his moral dilemmas yes Right, I don't want to put him in because Facts. of that. that. That feels like the same situation right, to a certain extent. Uh, again, I think it's more the cheating. Like, I know it's the cheating, so, no, but I'll, like I'll give you, I'll give you a better, I'll give you a way better comp. Okay, go. I'll give you a way better comp. Uh, Bill Belichick is up for the Hall of Fame. They don't put him in because of him filming teams, filming filming teams, and 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 all that stuff. Uh, Deflate Gate Deflategate, and not yeah. putting in Tom Brady. That would be what the NFL would be having to do for this situation. That'll never happen because they're not a joke. Yep. Like, that. welcome to the club. Like, yep. not a joke. We put in the best players. The little indiscretions and things doesn't bypass and an accumulation of a career that's elite. Your worst moment is not you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You'll ne- you'd never see it in the NFL. Like, Ben Roethlisberger has 
Ben Roethlisberger, to me, is a Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. In the same sense, to me, though, that Billy Wagner is a Hall of Famer. Like, yeah, I think it's very obvious that they've put together the numbers, the career, the dominance, the stuff that they should be in. But if they don't get in on the first vote, second vote, third vote, fourth vote, fifth vote, he finished with around 50% of the vote. Okay. Um, if they don't get in, I look at you and I go, okay, I can see an argument that you made, right? Years, yeah. I could see an argument that you made that, okay, this guy shouldn't get in because of blah. But this is a situation where it's like we're keeping Bill Belichick out of the Hall of Fame. We're keeping Tom Brady out of the Hall of Fame. Like, that never is going to happen. But the ba- baseball does it all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's the, that's the terrible thing about it. I feel like Billy's going to be like a last year ballot. Let's and that's what's in. dumb yeah, is like so, we're waiting until the last so year because we're like, yeah, you know I what? saw some comps this week too of like, hey, here's Billy Wagner versus Trevor Hoffman. Wow, he actually was so nasty. Why is so he much better. There? I'm glad that the rest of the world is catching up to Billy Wagner deserves this. That's going to be our move. I think we start campaigning now Dennis, for Billy Wagner. on that, right, on Twitter? What? Something about Billy Wagner, or maybe I just saw that, and then you tagged me on something else. Yeah, maybe I retweeted it or something. I'm sure. I, I think our, our our move this entire year should be Billy Wagner deserves to be in the hall. We got to make a shirt about it on BO. We'll start a website. We got we, yeah. We have to. We have like the sign at like every Mets game. Text, like, yeah. let's do. Can we can we start up a website that is uh, elect Billy Wagner to Hall of Fame? Yeah, like the, uh, draft Josh Allen. Yeah, yeah. I'm super down because everybody who did that was right. So like I'm I'm here to be historically right. Also. How about Kansas City fans with the donations? So Kansas City fans, That's so we're going to talk about it. So if you guys don't know, every time Buffalo has like something good happen for them, they 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 or something bad happened to somebody else that they played against, something like that, they will donate in certain increments of things for that. So my only caveat with how Kansas City Chiefs fans interpreted this wrong, mm-hmm is because this kind of feels like a little bit of a slap in the face one because the number of increments that they chose was 13 in honor of the 13 seconds mm-hmm. where the Bills choked away a victory. So it's a little backhanded. When the Bills do it, they go like when Andy Dalton won, they did his number. What number is Josh Allen? 17. Okay. So they didn't do this. Gotcha. If well, they had said, no, I know, I know it was the 13 if, seconds. If, if they're saying Gabe Davis and anybody out there wants to say it was Gabe Davis, that's a revisionist history. That's not why. No, that's he did it. lie. It's one hundred percent. It's one hundred percent for the thirteen seconds. Secondarily, if they had done it in seventeen dollar increments because Josh Allen played a better game than Patrick Mahomes, but ultimately lost, like I would say, okay, I get and I understand what it is, and I super appreciate. It. Regardless, I'm super happy that again Buffalo Bills culture is making the world a better place. Because Kansas City has now donated a quarter of a million dollars to the Buffalo Children's Hospital. Mm -hmm. Which now, over the last 12, 13 months, has been donated like two and a half million dollars thanks to Josh Allen and assorted Buffalo Bills things. So, again, elite Buffalo Bills. Bills Mafia Chiefs, welcome to being a chapter of the Bills Mafia. Mm -hmm. You guys are the the Kansas City Chiefs rendition of the Bills Mafia. We're all Bills fans. You just don't know it yet. Um, And that's cool. Like I, and I, and I appreciate that. And I love that. And, and I think that it's good. I appreciate the gesture. I hope because I don't know that it was just somebody did it and they, they weren't really thinking about the fact that it kind of seems backhanded. 
Uh, or they definitely were. Or they just, definitely were backhanded, and they thought the Bills fans were doing it backhanded this entire time, and that's not what it has ever been. It has always been thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, when Lamar Jackson got hurt in the Buffalo Bills game and the Bills fans found his uh, like thing that he did in Louisville giving backpacks to kids, they donated a whole bunch of money in $8 increments. It was his number. It was entirely about that. It wasn't about a moment. Yep. Right? It wasn't about a moment. This felt like kind of a hold that L moment. A little bit. But I'll take the quarter of a million sure. dollars and you guys copycatting your way into into the best fan base in America. Mm-hmm. So. La- last thing. Um, MLB's been meeting with the PA this week. Yes. Uh, apparently, well, all they, of last week, they all we just last all week, didn't hear about sure, it, right. and which I'm we sure. broke on this podcast, and everybody thought we were we were not right, we right, were. right. Um, and obviously, they've probably been meeting all this week, but they only talked about it on Monday and Tuesday. Yep, yep, yep. Um, but it seems like the conversations are spirited, uh, or they're, they have a lot of energy, and it sounds like to some degree they're making progress. The players already bailed on one big rock. Yeah. And the one big rock that they bailed on was they wanted $100 million less to go to teams that were in, like, the the bottom of the payroll. Mm-hmm. And for the non-luxury tax teams that they got less money. And they wanted $100 million less. And now it's only $30 million less. And it, again, it, it makes it that we're catering to the bottom of the barrel mm-hmm. and not the top. And again, it makes the sport worse. And the owners, I get why. I get why the 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 MLB proper isn't doing it. But if you're part of the new ownership, if you're Stephen Cohen, guys, I'm not here to spend 29 million dollars on a payroll. You guys are like making my job harder because you want to make the game worse. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't like that they caved on that a little bit. But. Um, I think they'll, they're will they all going to get a deal done at some point in time, but it's going to be what we said. Nothing, no real good progress is going to be made because they need to rip it up and they need to start all over again. Mm. They The players also gave up on age-based free agency. Oh, yeah, they have the. They said they're good with the war. Um, I, I, I don't know if they said they were good with the war thing. Well, it seemed like that was something that there was some type of agreement on. Okay, if, if we're good on that, I think that that is a great idea brought up by the MLB. Which I think it was after you turn 30, then it's war-based or like the no, top. No, I, it, the original, no, free the original thing was that you couldn't be a free agent if you were like past your 29 and a half age season. Mm-hmm. Like you automatically, or you had to be. Yeah, you yeah. Au- no, you automatically became a free agent. Right, you're, you're saying a- yeah, after yeah. your 29. Yes, they yes. gave up on that. Yep. Right. They were like, oh, "We'll we'll forget that." Right. Which I again, like, it, it if you had it in place, it forces owners to bring up guys younger, so that they can maximize what they are. If you then couple that with the fact that you're paid based off of war, instead of a guy getting brought up when he's 25, he gets brought up when he's 23, right. and then when he's in his age 28 season, he's making money based off how good he is. So he's not having to get to his 31 year old's free agency. To finally figure out if the game's the game. Right. He's already a free agent at 29. like, And he, he gets paid. So th- there's little things that I think that they're giving up as bargaining chips mm-hmm. to win somewhere else. And it's like, guys, if we really were all having this conversation, it's best for the game. And like, if I'm, if I'm, the, if I'm the young guys, if I'm the minor leaguers, you know what I would do? I would, I'd be talking right now. And I'd get the entire minor leagues to fucking revolt. 
Like, start a minor league. So, like, we're the Minor League Players Association. Like, do it. And you know what happens? You know what they would have happen? Nobody would be playing. Because how are you going to develop your young guy? What about the first round pick you just gave a whole bunch of money to? Everybody take your signing bonuses. Take your money. Cut. Don't play. Oh, well, what are you going to do? Go to the Dominican. Go play in the Pecos League. Go go do a whole bunch of stuff. Right? <laughs> go 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 do a whole bunch of stuff. Hey, yo, go, go to Korea. Go to Japan. Go to Australia. Go to any of the other leagues that are existing who want to pay you some money. Go play somewhere else. And what are the, what, what's going to happen to the MLB guys? Can't develop your guys. What happens when guys get hurt? A guy sign a free... Uh, no. Well, cool. If you're the minor league guys, then what are you asking? We want five-year contracts. And then once five-year contract's up, we're done. That's well, def- no. Well, we just, did, we just did this thing with the MLB. Yeah, well, it, that doesn't matter. Why are you guys doing that f- for that? And you're not even having a conversation with about what we want. And there's more minor leaguers than there are major leaguers. So why are the minor leaguers not being invited to the table to have this conversation? Yeah, they're not even, I think that's still insane. Where we're drunk. Yeah. So again, minor league guys, if you hear me, hit me up. We'll start making this happen. We'll make you money. We'll start a new league. We'll start an entirely new league that's completely separate and apart. I know a guy. He's got a league, upstate New York. And what, the NYCBL? No. Matt Joyce owns his, like, Empire League. Oh, the league. Empire League, right, right, yeah. yes. Yeah. They got hotels. They got housing. Can play. Make money. Get you guys some sponsorship deals. We can make this happen. I can raise $185 million. I got that. Dennis is rich. You guys just don't know. Facts. Dennis just produces podcasts for funsies. Funsies. Yeah. Just here on the, out in the world. All right. Well, that was quite the episode, Bill. Quite the episode. I, I had some spirit in the middle there. You I sure was, did. I was getting you, mad you at You gave the writers word, a run for their money. Word processors. <laughs> can we also just congratulate David Ortiz for being in the Hall of Fame, too? Because I, I feel like people are trapping That's, him so much right now because he's not Barry Bonds. The narrative has definitely been, like, they're overlooking the fact that Ortiz is in and Barry's not. And for sure, Ortiz, great player, great guy. One of, if not the most important Red Sox ever, definitely up there. It's either him or Ted Williams. I feel like that's what I, that's one. what I've seen a lot of people saying. Um, which I agree with. He's he's definitely the man there. Um, so good for him. I always loved watching him play. Loved playing with him as, in backyard baseball and all the video games and all that. Um, it was cool for him. I, seeing the moment when he got the call was was awesome with him and Pedro. It was it was it was cool because he he really you could he loves the game. He loves being around baseball and he brings that great energy and. And his energy is definitely what baseball needs, but it's unfortunate that it's being, um, it's overlooked right now for for this minute because of Bonds and Clemens not getting in, which I think he totally agrees that they should get in as well. Um, but that's it for us, guys. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Make sure you like and subscribe, and we'll see you on the next episode. Later, guys. Baseball lifestyle. It's my lifestyle. <laughs>